All right, if everything sounds good, let's get this party train rolling. Hello, welcome to The Last Three Brain Cells. My name is Lucas. I'm here with Jeremiah. It's a me. It's a him. Woo. Actually, I think this is the second time we've had that sort of intro. I just like interrupting. All right. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, cool. Uh, And on the other side of our screen, we have Sammy. Hello. This has been our most peaceful intro yet, and I think that's an achievement. (laughs) I'm keeping it peaceful because I know what my answer to the question we didn't get to finish on the last podcast is, and I know that there's going to be fighting. Yeah, so this is is a part two. Part two. Yeah, so this is a part two, and um, we've also got slated for today actually talking about everything everywhere all at once. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how uh, people haven't heard of it because uh, we've been so long in between the recordings of this that it's already won an Oscar. Oh, really? It did I, I didn't know that? I I know it's been everywhere Yay! with everything just all the time. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Jokes aside, though. Jokes yeah, that, was, that was terrible. I apologize. I hope that it does win an Oscar, but uh, one of the actors in it, the one who played the grandpa, just got uh, his Hollywood uh, star, his Walk of Fame star, after nice. like, I don't know, 70 years in acting. I hope you're not lying about uh, this. Everyone in that movie was great mm-hmm. acting wise, so I I approve of all of them getting stars. I want them to get all the awards. That was, it blew everything out of the water, that film, honestly. Yes, but we're going to have to put that on hold because part two, we're following up to our question about, uh, oh man, I lost it. I got to actually pull it up. We should probably actually read it to remind everybody what this thing is. That's right. You've been space pirates with your trusty crew for the last two years. On your latest expedition, you find an experimental space vessel carrying human versions of Earth pets. You can only save one species. Which do you save off of this vessel? And to recap... Sammy had uh, a trigger warning for just Lucas here. Sammy said that he would save space human hamsters. And I'm not going back on it. <laughs> you you should, because you're just bringing so much cannibalism. Hey, I said trigger warning. Trigger into warning. To your society, space is already going to be prone because of long journeys, all that stuff. It's going to be prone to food shortages. You're just, you know... Okay, well, we went over all that in the last episode. If people are interested in hearing Lucas tear Sammy a new one for that, and trust me, I was in the room with him. You guys only got the half of it. Um, Go check out the last episode. Look, as much as I tore Sammy a new one, that would have been nothing compared to how badly hamster cannibals would have torn him after he made his decision. My answer involved saving... uh, the human version of munchkin cats so that they could be effective pirate crew members and help steal credits throughout the Imperium. I imagine we're in space. We're in an Imperium again. Those are the coolest space societies. So yeah, sure. So now it's Lucas's turn to give his answer and for Sammy to completely shred him. I'm just coming in with a lot of anger. I'm, I don't know how it's going to manifest. All right. Are you guys ready? So, the reason yours was terrible is because it is an awful idea for humanity, but you you treated it like it was going to be a good thing, and I completely disagree. I didn't think it was going to be a good thing. I said it would be cute and feasible. 
Uh, your definition of cute is uh, disturbing. But my I have an interesting choice. I am going to choose one of my favorite creatures on in nature. Uh, I'm embracing the opposite side. I am I'm going full dead space on this. Uh, I'm going to bring about the doom of you know all of space and human race and here's why. Uh, so I am choosing one of the species of assassin bug, uh, Acanthaspis petax. I probably butchered that pronunciation, but it, let, me, let me see how. Can Can you send me a link, Jeremiah, or like tell me how to shoot me a message on how to spell that? I'm already working on it, man. All right. Okay. It's a really cool insect. What it does is. It's kind of like a spider in that it has like a, a windy kind of like snout thing. That's not why it's like a spider, but it uses that to inject venom that basically liquefies the insides of other insects and other creatures. And then it sucks those juices, similar to how spiders operate. The thing that makes it so much cooler is... This particular type of assassin bug, it its body is like coated in a sticky substance. And so after it's drained the juices out of an insect, it wears that insect's body as armor. So just imagine human equivalents to this, just multi-limbed monstrosities that are that suck the blood out of person, just suck them dry. And then just wear them. So I'm just imagining some Attack on Titan sized creatures with just tons of drained bodies just like hanging from them going around. Uh, also, I feel like it would be optimal if they pulled the, the bear from um, Annihilation where they just mimic the voices of their victims. So just imagining these creatures like crawling in through the window at night mimicking your your uh your children's voices the picture that i'm seeing and i hope that you're finding sammy looks like i mean this thing looks like a blackberry where i can't tell if it's front or backside is just covered in the corpses of ants I'm still trying to find the yeah, correct, uh, before I tear into Lucas, I, I just want to make sure I'm looking at the right thing. So I'm still looking up the, uh, the proper one, the proper assassin bug. No, just look up assassin bug uh, wearing corpses. Wow. Because it's a particular type of assassin bug. Most assassin bugs don't do this, but this particular type does. I mean, I sent you the uh, the scientific name of it, and when I put it into our good friend uh, Gwoggle... Uh, there's like only more pictures that make this thing again look like a blackberry and it's horrifying it's like a mix between a beetle and a prey mantis in kind of its shape uh except it just has a bunch of corpses just covering it and again this is largely inspired by dead space if you know anything about that series um, I recently saw Event Horizon, which is one of the inspirations for Dead Space. And okay, it's good. Event Horizon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, That uh, that's a whole nother discussion, but I'm kind of feeling that vibe like I saw, you know, 
Hellraiser, so I've been watching violent, you know, fucked up movies, and I think if I'm a space captain, I might as well doom the rest of human race. Uh, Sammy's hamsters broke me, and I just, I couldn't believe in the good of humanity after that, so... I just decided to commit to, you know, let's let's have some exceptional stories from the few people who managed to survive these monstrosities. Okay, Sammy, I think it's time for a rebuttal from you before I uh, tear Lucas a new one. So first off, I, I love the use of my response as a scapegoat from your completely stupid, unintellectual, and quite frankly, just unintelligibly what the fuck type of answer granted i appreciate you taking this upon yourself because there's no way you're going to have any sort of control over these things so they'll definitely be killing you and wearing your corpse first after you save them and have them board your ship that's oh absolutely the difference here is i'm not pretending this is a good idea you pretended your idea was a good idea, and that's why I tore a new one. Pretend implies that he thought it was a bad idea, and then acted like it was a good one, and not that genuinely thought that space hamsters, which admittedly would be super cute, think of their chubby little cheeks. Their chubby cheeks full of human flesh from all of the the people they've been devouring because hamsters hey, are monsters. look- Humans have been at the top of the food chain for too long. We need some more predators. And and you said, thought, you know, I'd rather attribute malice to Sammy's decision rather than believe he, in good faith, thought that was a good idea. I mean, we I have talked didn't about say it was a good idea. I, th- on I the said podcast it was a already. idea. I thought it would be cute. Also, if we're talking okay. about all delusion, right, and these these things that I'm bringing, they're gonna be cute. They're gonna have cute. They're gonna have cute childlike faces. It's gonna be super no, cute. Until they're you carrying see the rest corpses of them. on their bodies. That's half the selling point of this animal. That's half their behavior. Okay, you know maybe they got into an orphanage, and so it's a bunch of cute kids. You you don't know. You can look at like end of their. If you're being parts serious creature, right now, I want you to know that my respect for your intelligence has broken its leg on jumping off a cliff. Okay, look, that's fine by me because <laughs> your answer was hamster. Also, so, you made a very uh, clear point that when it came to the hamster cannibalism, you, you made a really clear point when it comes to hamster cannibalism that they eat their babies when they're stressed. Right? We never said. Which is, we never said, have you ever known a person who is not stressed? You never said what I've level of stress. That ain't we, stressed. All, we all feel stress. Well, okay, just, just Google hamsters. One, they either are going to die just constantly or they're going to get stressed and commit hold, hold cannibalism. Hold on, hold on, Zayn. One, audience members, please don't Google hamster death. I think you'll get scarred, unless that's your thing. Two, we're talking about the assassin bug right now, not about hamsters. Because if I'm going to choose an evil, I went all out. I chose a better, more entertaining evil. Like, this is a creature that there should be horror monsters based off of in popular culture. And as far as I'm aware, that's not the case. And I think that's that's a shame. 
Jordan Peele's movie, new movie's not out. We don't know that they're not. You know, if Jordan Peele puts in his new movie, he will have, you know, gone up another step in as far as horror directors go. He's he's doing great, but like he can do better. You can always improve. With a little bit of help from our friendly neighborhood, I have found a, a very reliable source, the Spruce Pets, vet reviewed and pet approved reasons why hamsters would eat its babies. Now, they directly attribute this stress to either lack of food, inability to care for all the babies, or in some cases, extreme fear that they are, again are not going to be able to take care of their young. So if you, it's not just, oh, I'm having a bad stress date. Let me eat some kids. It's not that shallow. Right. And we already as humans are complex you, beings. So if you have hamsters from Hamtaro having a lit time and you're having a lit time in this freaking party, I don't know what type of goth murder cult you're trying to have with your assassin bugs. But over here on the light and happy party train where we're all having a good time and we're just trying to find the next place for everyone to be happy and copacetic and peaceful and cool. One, not really seeing an issue with cannibalistic hamsters. On the other hand, when you have assassin bugs dragging corpses and using their decomposing flesh as clothes, I'm seeing large levels of sanitation happen, sanitation ha- issues happening here, which is the last thing you want on a closed vessel navigating through space. Please, rebut. Yeah, you know what? Think about it. The hamsters, they're keeping things sanitary by just performing mercy killings. Okay, you, you're all missing a very important thing. They drain their victims dry of all their juices. So sanitation wouldn't be nearly as big of an issue as you're trying to make You know it. what? Outside of decomposing but flesh. Don't they be. eat? That, hold, no, hold on. Don't that, they that eat other be. bugs? So technically they're emptying out carapaces that are like made of, I don't know, an exoskeleton. Usually chitin. We don't really have that. Sword. So wouldn't we, wouldn't we just all liquefy and they wouldn't have any bodies on them? You'd still have skin for those of us who don't have carapaces. And exoskeletons, and even those, and even those carapaces and exoskeletons, you might have all sorts of particulates on the outside that won't get liquefied and turn into juices. So you still have to deal with bacteria, microorganisms, and the like. Well, hold on. My point is that the terrifying part of these bugs, being that they're wearing the corpses of their victims, they just wouldn't have any corpses to wear. Or would it be worse because the only thing for us that wouldn't get liquefied would be our skeletons. So they're just sticking our bones out. So they're just some type of giant bone creature. I feel and like our skin. if we're assuming that they're hunting us, I feel like they would just become bloodsuckers and just suck all the blood from us. And then they probably would just use some sort of chemical preservative that they would insert in that would... Do you know Probably if they come with a chemical preservative? Our bodies. Okay, we're talking about a hypothetical animal-human hybrid. We're going to have to take some logical leaps here. So in the same way that they <laughs> have come up with and use this preservatives, we can assume that hamsters have evolved to a point consciously where they don't feel the need to randomly create mass genocide against their kids. No, because that is a core part of their existence. Just like you know the what? biology of these assassin of- bugs. Yeah, a core part of these guys' biology is that they liquefy the flesh of things, even if it's the flesh on the inside of their body. Okay, as cool as it would be to have some sort of doomsday bug, a la 
destroying our flesh and attaching their bones or whatever it is, which I think is the most logical thing. I also want to point out real fast that he said that was cute. Someone get this man a dictionary. Please continue, Jeremiah. Yes. I said elements of it. Okay, horror oftentimes takes cute things and changes them just a little bit to make them unsettling. So in a similar way, individual parts of these things could be cute. It's just once you put it in the hole, it's it's terrifying. Okay, well, outside of that, you've had some time to think, and this is clearly a response to our friend Samuel here and his pick. So I got to know, when we did the original recording and you've had time to think and counter and postulate, what was the original pick you had? I don't see why that's relevant. Oh, no, <laughs> it's no, going it's to be very relevant. relevant. So, so you don't have to explain this one. You just have to. I, I just like to know because you've had some extra time than the rest of us. An unfair leg up, and I'd like to know what the original thought was. Okay, this may have been the plan the whole time. <laughs> I was never going to give an actually good answer. I was always going to go for. Just a horrifying one. You booty butthole. Uh, but Sammy gave me the excuse I needed okay. to, you know, have the... It's not an excuse. It, he made it easy. All right. So as a follow-up then, uh, like a lawyer in a cheesy courtroom drama, your answer is invalidated on technicality. This was about things that can be pets. Ooh. You can keep these as pets. You can keep insects as pets. All right. Well... As all of us on the last three brain cells have. There are people with tarantulas as pets. As all of us on the last three brain cells have a dictionary handy. So I'm going to look up the definition of a pet. And the best way that this turns out is that we're all wrong. Okay. Okay. You got it, Jeremiah. Here we go. Noun. A domesticated or tamed animal kept for companionship or pleasure. Now, hold on. I think there's a very important part here. I believe the key word here may just be domesticated. Huh. Huh. Well, the uh, definition of an animal, I don't think, uh, I think still qualifies the assassin bug. Since it's just a living organism that feeds on organic matter, typically having specialized sense organs and nervous system and able to respond to rapid stimuli. For the record, bugs and insects do count as animals. That is a massive debate I have fought for multiple times. Look, you're getting into the weeds here because you're arguing domesticated. There, There are people who've kept alligators as pets alligators have been domesticated they have lizard brains you actually cannot domesticate them alligators have been proven to be domesticated you actually no you you literally can't domesticate them they're not like dogs by all by all intents and purposes there is a heavy question whether cats are domesticated or whether they just have been acting the same way for thousands of years so now you're trying to uh, disqualify Jeremiah's pick. I mean, I understand coming at me because, I mean, I came at you because you deserved it. But Jeremiah hasn't done anything. That was Jeremiah who just said that. To be that's clear, Jeremiah I'm the one who, put the, who said that. <laughs> Look, I, I know. There, that's actually a really interesting discussion. Um, 
man, I, I can't recommend enough the book Guns, Germs, and Steel, but like there's a whole section of the book about animals that are domesticated and what actually counts and what isn't. Because like, think about history. How sweet would it be if we domesticated rhinoceroses to ride them into battle? Unfortunately, they're just like too wild. There has been a case of a domesticated rhinoceros. Hold on. Domesticated and trained is different, though. Fair point. That's that's a the slight difference. You can train things to do a bunch of stuff, but domesticated is uh, is a little bit different. I don't have a strict definition in front of me, but you know, again, thing about cats, I think it's fair. I mean, I'm not even sure that hamsters count as domesticated. Guinea pigs, however, do, and they are a great source of food. Hmm. Well, that raises a whole nother question. <laughs> yeah. If you chose guinea pigs, are you just raising, you know, farms? Like, are you creating farms with semi-human flesh? You could, but guinea pigs are also the most popular uh, stress animal, Hmm. like stress relief animal. Interesting. Hmm. Because they're small. I've got some younger family members who they have a hard time with anxiety, and they have stress relief guinea pigs that they hold when they get really stressed out. Interesting. Yeah. Now that's not a hamster or a cat or uh, an assassin bug, but I think I inadvertently may have invalidated all of our answers. Hmm. Each one due to different technicalities. So, so what we're gathering here is this whole process is stupid and we all suck. What I'm gaining is there's a reason there's only three brain cells. Are, okay. I would that's, still argue that's a valid that point. The, the LS brain cell to the left hemisphere is the stupidest for calling assassin bugs cute, but that's just me. Whoa, are you judging his kink? No. no yes, oh, I am Sammy, judging I, know. I am 100% let's, judging let's the roll kink. That I am 100% back. judging that kink. Yes, sir. Corpses I, and insects. I am not happy with that. Hold on. Look. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Lucas. Don't bring necrophilia into this. N- nobody's talking but you. No, that's what Sammy literally just said. Oh, I didn't hear him. Sorry, Sammy. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that that both you and I had uh, some firsthand experience with kink. Man, that was a wild time. That was definitely a wild time. I still haven't heard the full story there. Uh, <laughs> we'll save that for the next episode. But back to Luke is having a thing for corpse bugs. Uh, what the hell? There is no sexual component here. Well, he didn't say. I thought he didn't say be... there was. He just said he had a thing for him. The way you said that implied it. You called them cute. That's where the implication comes I, from. Okay. I never made a, a. I never drew a line I, between sexuality. I. I initially brought up that comment because I was going to argue that you're trying to make something cute, but it's not actually cute. Uh, but that argument never really materialized because the conversation kind of like kept going around. And at this point, you know what? You know what, Lucas? If it was a contest between your horrible hamsters and my... Death machines on legs. Horror astute stories. assassin bugs. Uh, my astute assassin bugs would beat your horrible hands. Oh, I am not. Every day, I am not denying they that. They would at all. suck them dry. Uh, my army beats your army. Sure, I've changed the goals of this question sure. because I want to win. Well, this is a podcast that's going on to the internet, and as I know, one of the most popular ways to win an argument on the internet is shifting the goalpost. That is true. Ha ha. That is very true. Eat shit and. You know, I'm not saying that we would win. I, I, the the odds are definitely stacked against me, and I recognize that. That being said, 
humanoid hamsters. I'm just wondering what their ability to harness weaponry would be like. You know what? Here's the thing. I think that they don't have opposable thumbs. Well, I think that we've gotten to we sort of the, that yet. the end of this conversation where it can fruitfully be had. And I think it's uh, up to the viewers to decide to follow one of the links provided or uh, Lucas will eventually get us a nice www worldwide web address. And do what? What exactly are you roping me into doing, Jeremiah? Oh, I think there needs to be a poll where people, or a forum, a place where the people can let their comments be heard about Dare he whose idea Reddit. is the greatest. You realize I'm just going to make a whole bunch of comments oh, and win. Reddit, the second most popular way to win an argument on the internet. Ah, gotta love it, right? I don't think anyone ever wins an argument on Reddit. I think we just no, no. die. I wasn't even trying to win an argument. I was just stating an opinion. You, were, you don't you, you don't win an argument on the internet, but one of the ways to do it is to shift the goalpost and then to say, hey, I read it on an art- article on Reddit. That's true. Fascinating. It's true. Hey, that's like, that carries more weight than Google nowadays. Reddit it. Mm-hmm. Does it, though? It's got, I'm not sure if it does. It's got what the young folks call clout. Ooh, loving your vocabulary. Are young people using that, that word? Yes. Are they, though? Yeah. I might be an old fart, but I'm not the oldest fart here. I don't know where I'm going with that thought. I I guess I was just calling Jeremiah out. Gosh, ageism at its finest. Yeah, I've had a rough day today. I just, I came out swinging because I felt the need to. and Swing bad about a swing. Anyway. Hey, you didn't even have it the roughest at the table. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so before this, we were playing a game of Twilight Imperium. I I broke my habit of always getting second place because I only got third. Sorry, my fridge just took a leak. So I broke my habit of getting second by getting third, but poor Jeremiah had just the worst game. Yeah, it's okay. I learned a little bit about board placement. I just sat down and said, good, I facilitated all of these people getting together. Now we can just play. And our other friend who usually gets third, he finally took his first game. Yeah, good for him. I He played well. He rolled us hard. It was probably the best it, game he had. It was close between Look, the top three people. I was not in the top three people. But, uh... Yeah, we learned a little bit more about the board and uh, how it works. Anyway, so uh, Jeremiah's been crying the whole way home. It really wasn't that bad. But outside of the game, which Twilight Imperium is always taxing on us just from like a mental perspective. Um, There's a lot of thinking. There's a lot of negotiating. And then poor Lucas has had just like migraines and allergies and like... (laughs) I swear at one point, if there was a reclining chair in that place, you would have just laid on it with your hand dramatically flopped on your forehead. I low-key might have laid down if there was, you know, a carpeted space. Back in high school, uh, granted, my migraines were worse then uh, than they are now. They're not quite as bad as they used to. Uh, During especially junior high, I wouldn't be able to function (laughs) uh, mentally, but... I would get a migraine. I just lay down on the the floor because uh, most of our classrooms had you know carpets. So I just lay down on the floor, and most of the time the teachers were just like, "Okay." Hmm. I have questions for your teacher. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've made it through our space pirate talk, and uh, before we segue into everything, everywhere, all at once, which 
I think is going to have a lot of discussion here. Lucas, there's something you've been promising Sammy and I, and I think the viewers, I'm not sure, um, viewers, listeners, which I'm is your scared. What's, which, what's about to happen? How did you make money off of pirates in college? Oh, like okay. you remember hearing about this, Sammy? Yep. You remember being promised? I've just been left on the hook for this for weeks. And every once in a while, Lucas, over the last couple of weeks, would text me things like, hey, so how much do you know about Sir Francis Drake? And I'd be like, uh, isn't he like the grand great-grandfather of that guy from the Uncharted games? And he'd be like, don't know, haven't played him. Anyway, toodaloo. Be like, just leaving me out. I wouldn't say toodaloo, but that is a very me thing to say. Uh, no, okay. So, I did get $500 from this. So, freshman year... Uh, in general, going into college, if you're going to college, don't take a super hard semester your first semester. Take it easier. Allow yourself to adjust. It's a big life change. You just, you don't want to put too much on yourself, right? So I decided for an elective, I take a fun class. And so I took a class called Pirates and Piracy in the Atlantic World, which sounded like a great class. I kind of hated it. <laughs> The reason is the lectures were 25% of the grade. And at that point, I was like, I'm going to get all A's. Yay. And so I had to go to those. And those were super boring. So I was falling asleep the whole time. The nice thing about it is the whole class, besides um, participation, so showing up to class, was just four papers. Uh, Four-page papers, four of them throughout the semester. So one of those papers, our topic was Sir Francis Drake, uh, hero or villain. And so the debate there is depending on who you talk to. If you talk to the English, Sir Francis Drake was a hero. If you talk to Spanish, he was a horrible pirate, no good piece of turd. And the reason is because there's a whole bunch of stuff with him, but basically Queen Elizabeth... I think it was Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, She hired him to go, sponsored him to go attack Spanish vessels, rob them, and then just, you know, give her the money. So he was essentially sponsored by the crown to go commit acts of piracy. And so he did, I said that he was a villain because he did a lot of kind of fucked up shit and largely got away with it because that's what the political climate was. He was also involved in other things, like he was in the battle against the Spanish Armada, and eventually he was knighted, so that's why it's Sir Francis Drake. So anyway, I wrote this paper, it's four pages. Was it a good paper? Not really. <laughs> but apparently, the the teacher I had for this class, uh, apparently he really liked my paper. Uh, and he asked me, hey, can I submit to this? history paper contest and i was like sure it's not gonna win what i didn't realize is he was one of the three judges for the contest and i guess he really liked the paper and so i ended up winning the competition and i felt like such a fraud going to that banquet uh because the the guy who was my professor, he wasn't even there because he was gone for some reason. So someone else gave a speech on his behalf 
and I might have just been, you know, psyching myself out, but I feel like the the guy giving it was like low key like this kid doesn't deserve these five hundred dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, the next I think it was the next semester. Was it that semester or was it like a year later that Sammy, where we were in uh, the medieval world class? Oh yeah, that was the next semester. Because I got called out in his class because he said, apparently I wrote a really good paper in another person's class. And he said, why didn't you write a good paper in his class? Because <laughs> I got, <laughs> I did not do super well in on his papers. And the reason is, he actually graded difficult. <laughs> yeah, he was a tough grader. Yeah, but he, he was a good uh, professor. Amazing professor. So I guess the takeaway here is sometimes you get lucky and sometimes there's just a perfect storm of factors that you can basically get away with, you know. Now, that's that's all Hold my... On. Are we talking about your college experience with this class here, or are we referring back to the TI game earlier? Because, uh, you know, oh, one I, storm for many people. <laughs> that's true. I was actually also kind of referring to the fact that Sir Francis Drake got away with a lot of stuff just because of the political climate between Spain and England, and that he he hate oh also he was a slave trader the reason he hated the spanish is because while he was doing illegal stuff involving uh selling slaves uh in spain's area uh, a spanish ship sunk i think it sunk his ship and a lot of his crewmates died but he got away and ever since that he hated the spanish and so he's more than happy to do a bunch of things and sometimes things work out you know i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna say it because sammy i know you're thinking it sir francis drake sounds like he could use a crew of human hamsters that was not what i was thinking but they would definitely serve him better than a crew of assassin bugs let me tell you that <laughs> Okay. Touche, but like that—that's off topic. Um, oh, fun fact! Mo- my favorite thing I learned from that class is apparently pirates were very democratic. Yeah, yeah. They they shared everything. They shared L with everyone between uh, the captain and the crew. Mm, they shared L. Y- yeah, L. <laughs> uh, they shared booze. They shared money. They shared women. You you were expected to let your other crewmates, you know, bang your women and vice versa. So, like, crew members would bang their captain's women and vice versa. Well, I mean, like, you're on a ship alone with a bunch of other guys for a long time. When you come back to port, you're ready to go. Yeah, so it was is very democratic. It, it was because if you weren't democratic, like Jeremiah said, you're on a boat. The crew will just throw you off the boat and elect someone else. Well, I think that's something that uh, old, older Navy people talk about. Like not in the modern era, but back of that time, was either you're like pirate, you're very democratic, or you have a very strict um, like code of fist, conduct. Yeah. And that was the thing where, yeah. like, even back then, like, women and female pirates, like, when they were part of the crew, they were very well respected and they were very well, like, defended and fought for and everything. But a lot of that came down to, like, either the system of democracy where it's like, yeah, we're, we're all the same here. Or it was like, oh, the strict code of conduct. And if everyone follows that, yeah. it's good. Not to say that there weren't atrocities well, I, happening otherwise, but yeah. 
And it makes sense for the ale and the booze because like a ship doesn't have ale on it or lots of like we think about pirates, hey, they drink so much. But that was a life-saving measure. I think I believe that you have fresh water you bring with you that you mix with alcohol to help sanitize it. Or worse comes to worse, try to do it with seawater. True. But you then don't really you get do sick and things don't go right. well. But you still need to do it with your fresh water as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where proof comes from, right? Like something being 50% alcohol is where it'll light on fire. That's the proof. There's a little tidbit. Okay, I think I, I keyed this up a couple episodes ago. It's been a while. But I said when you talked about pirates, I would talk about my favorite bit of lost technology. Yes, I was I was about to segue into that. Thank you for the, the hard right. Okay, so Lucas, thank you for the share on Sir Francis Drake. I feel like I've learned a lot. And perfect for uh, for our pirate episode, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or it's, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, might as well. Yeah. So... You know, we always think about how we make these discoveries and we're like, oh, yeah, just like humanity discovers the wheel and it's always around. Right. But the fact is we lose a lot of knowledge um, and can lose knowledge either like over the course of generations if it doesn't get passed down. So there's actually something that's relevant to pirates and the Navy that was lost to us for like 100 years. And that's the cure for scurvy. So about this. do you guys know what uh, what causes scurvy or what helps prevent it? Vitamin, vitamin C, C deficiency. deficiency. Yeah, vitamin C deficiency. And how do you get a lot of vitamin C? You got to double down citrus. on that citrus. You're both on the absolute correct track. So what, hap- what had happened was the Navy figured out, the British Navy specifically figured out that, hey, citrus will help make sure vitamin C deficiency doesn't happen. So they start giving out portions of lemon as part of your rations, right? Well, over the course of time, they needed a cost-cutting measure. So instead of taking lemons, they started taking lemon juice. Problem. Vitamin C deteriorates when it is not in the presence of the flesh of the lemon. So when it's just juiced, the vitamin C starts to like deteriorate and drain away. So the British all of a sudden started to have a scurvy problem again a couple hundred years after they had pretty much fixed the problem and issue, all due to a cost-saving measure. And they didn't put together that, hey, it's because we're not giving the uh, flesh of the fruit anymore. It all comes back to flesh. (laughs) Just drain the juice. So that's that's an example of technology that we lost in, in a way. That's why if you're an assassin bug human hybrid, that's why you gotta get straight from the from the uh, skin, the the skin bag. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still fresh. Yeah, yeah. 